That page Lamed Beis, Lave. First Mimer of the Shala. And if we're able, we'll get to a little bit of about Shabbat also. Letter Aleph. Vayhi b'shalach paro And it was when Paro sent out the nation. Amru midrash the Midrash says, V'chi Paro Shofan. Was it Paro who sent them out of Egypt? Vilamamar Kelmotziyam in Israel. Later on it says in the Torah, Parshas Bolak, Hashem took the Jewish people out of Israel. He sent us out. Why doesn't it say that and it was when Hashem sent us out of Israel, not Paro? Bahan Kasi Vayhi Bishalah Paro. Ella Malame, this teaches us. Shohaya Paro Malava Asam. The Paro actually accompanied the Jewish people on their way out to provide. Well, that's later. But on their way out, he actually was Malava then. Yeah, Bilam says later on in Parshas Bolak when he was trying to curse the Jewish people. So there's a passage that says, Kel Motiyan Bimitzrayim, God took them out of, the, of Egypt. So Bilam was Malava, I'm sorry, Par was Malava then. Vo'amar lay, and he said to the Jewish people, to Moshe Rabbeinu, Kispalalu, Ubakshu Alai Davin for me, Davin for compassion for me. Ve'en Shiluach Ha'amur Khan And the word here, Shiluach, that Par sent them out, it's referring to Levoya, which is accompaniment. As it says earlier in the Torah, and Avraham walked with them, referring to the angels who came to visit him, to send them out. And Holech was walking with them, Iman. So you see that this Lashon of being the Shaleach somebody is actually a Lashon of Lavoya accompanying them. That, so that's the concept that he brings from the Midrash. Page Lamedes. Isa b'Mahara. Kimilas levoya sharasha humilasha nechibur. That the word levoya means, as a shoresh, connection. It means to be connected, to be mechubur to somebody. So we have that in a couple of contexts. That person, God forbid, passes away. You attend their levaya. That's this word. And one of the mitzvahs of Levoy is to walk along with them. That's why if you go to a funeral, and at the end of the funeral, they're walking out. The Arab people are walking along with the Arab. Levoya, we're being mechaber ourselves, connecting ourselves to the mace uh, out of honor and out of respect for them. Another situation where you have the word Levoya is when a guest leaves your house. And there's a mitzvah to be malavidim, to walk out at least four amas with them and accompany them. And that's also the same as the word malava malka. You're being malava, you're accompanying the Shabbos queen as she leaves. There's a lesson of chibur, you're connected to that as a result of this mitzvah. So those, those are a few instances of lavoya. The inyana. So the matter is, in terms of this lashon of chibur, connection, and the Bible. 
Hu ki al yidei halavoya nishor kesher bein shnei ha'anashim. When somebody accompanies another, a a bond remains between the two. They have a kesher. Hu pirshu b'sforim kikan. Or this form explain how is that, does that apply here? Gam came conceive by he b'shalach para. Para sent the Jewish people out, and we're learning here v'amru ki shiluach zeh haya bo'inyan shel levaya. And this lashon of shiluach is that Paro accompanied them, asking them to daven for him. Hainu shenislabe Paro v'nischaber libenei Yisroh. That Paro actually accompanied the Jewish people and was connected them to them a little bit. Because our bonds to Egypt was not yet completely severed. That doesn't really happen until Kriyas Yamsu. So at this point, even though we had ten Makos and we're, we're leaving the shrine and we're walking out of there, there's still some kind of a Nagia, some kind of a contact between Mitzrayim and Klal Yisrael, and that's expressed here by Yehida Shalach Parwesan. Yes, Avon? happening is that Paro is sending us out and he has to send us out. He's the king of the land. When he says this now to Daven for me and ask Hashem Parachavimani this person who is one of the most wicked people in all history has a recognition of HaKadosh Baruch To whatever degree he had it and might not have been very much and one of the ideas in Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim is that even the thickness of Tumas Mitzrayim will be penetrated by Hashem's light so it's possible that not only were we still connected slightly to Mitzrayim but that Paro had a little bit of a connection to us in the positive sense that he did uh, glimpse for a moment that there is Hashem, that there is a God that may have given him the power to be with him.
That's the horror of how Kaddish Baruch Hu penetrated the thick veil of the throne. Now I have a question. Uh, what kind of spell is that? Broke down. Yeah, there is a Kaddish like that, that king of Nineveh was Paro. There's a question whether Paro survived or did not survive. So according to those that say he did survive, and later on he became the king of Zinvei, and ultimately he did Shuvah. And, you know, when it's... It's that happened when he talked about the... Uh, those who found all the Bahu's, you know, rough and... Paro's. Um, not mentioned. Yeah. So does that, that mean, mean that he talking about Jews. Right. Which that just Jews? Right. And the seventh one who's mentioned is Balak. Right. So is the only one, or Bilam. I forgot which one, Bilam or Balak. Right. He's the only one who's not mentioned there, who, men, who is mentioned there, who's not a Jew. Uh-huh. So what, how do you think that? Well, the Presodic learns that, although it's somewhat complex, that it's really only Bilam who has no halic in all of them. And the other six do. Yeah, yeah he learns it like that. But that's the whole difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, we learned that, you know, that uh, Eglon, you know, he stood up when uh, Eglon came in. He gets the far for that. He gets the far. Hashem doesn't hold back the far for any good deed. So maybe this is the. Uh, Possible. Forget the far. Small bit of good. Yes, sir. You mean in the broader sense when he says that the word Levaya means keyboard? Yeah. I believe when it comes to those mitzvahs that I mentioned, that it occurs certainly when you are Malaga either the guest or Shabbos or um, funeral. But there is a certain connection that's made at that time just by virtue of the escorting them. But it, it does seem to me, and I'm not, not quite sure, that in some respects it also has to do with the Kesher that was made before. Like when you have a guest in your home, you know, there's a real connection made. There's something extra, I don't know, a little extra special that happens when you take the time to lock them out the door. It's almost like cementing the cashier that you made as opposed to, you know, they go on, on their way and you, you stay inside your house with them. It's a certain separation that is almost a little harsh as opposed to walking with somebody. So I think some of it did come from before. And I just wanted to say that for this one, I believe it remained from before, that there was this bond that we have with Israel, not a good one, and it remained and it continued to the point that Para was still able to do a lot of that. I'm not sure. I, I feel that it's mutual, that when you are Malaga somebody, there is a mutual uh, goodwill created. It's initiated in this case by the one who was escorting. You know, he's the one who's initiated. But it seems to me that it's shared, a shared cashier between the two. I think so. 
that there's a certain chibur between those who are mechave, the person who's going to their final rest, and that person themselves, even though they're no longer alive. But that's, that connection of, of kavod is established. The person doesn't need to be alive. In this instance, it isn't. In the other one, it is. Right. Right. This was not a good thing that Para was still able to have a little connection with us. But the other examples are, are a good thing, and that they foster a very, you know, uh, strong bond between people. Well, yeah, that was from when Levi was named by uh, Leah, and she had her third son. Ishi or Ishti, my husband will now be joined to me. So she felt with the third son, now she had a quarter of the Shvata belief that that was a bond between her. So that's the Shorish of the name. As far as the Shevet Levi in general and what their task was, um, it's possible, this is just the thought, that it has to do with, you know, Levi was, you know, was um, bound to the base Hamikdash. He was Mahubur to the base Hamikdash. Uh, through keeping it up and guarding it and protecting it and then ultimately by singing there. And maybe, you know, the coal of the Levine, which was their avoda, the actual singing, perhaps has to do with the Hebrew of Klai Yisrael to Levi to HaKadosh Baruch by means of that sheer. That's just a thought. Um, the other thought I was having a perspective is that um, the Bnei Levi who are, who are believers as opposed to the Bnei because of the quality of the temporal and uh, you know here is uh, here is Paro the Shala Dezah is like giving them, them over to the Bnei Levi because Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron alright yes Mark make an observation here. When we're talking about Pharaoh, he um, first of all, believe it or not, uh, he was probably the only firstborn that was spared during the uh, right. attempt. That's correct. Which is, uh, if you want to call it a nace, you know, it was interesting in itself. Also, you know, it was interesting, he was asking for a bracha, the, uh, plus also, he was obviously, he didn't have no belief in a sham. so all of a sudden, so something happened at this point that drove home a recognition. What's the, what's the phrase? There's no uh, atheist and foxhole. Right. So all of a sudden he got uh, convinced of that. From, but that was only a moment. This was a momentary change. And then he chased, uh, uh, chased Carl Israel. And then, it depends on which version, did he actually survive the only one who survived? Some say yes and some say no. Okay. So that would, we don't know about that. Right. But it was interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go a little advice here. Okay. question. Oh, yes, right, right. Uh, are, are, are we being unfair uh, to him? How's that? Uh, you mean the chasing part? 
No, the Rambam says that Paro's hardness of, of heart was a consequence of his own choices. That a person can choose themselves. Yeah, right. That a person can choose themselves into a state of hard-heartedness. Not so easy to argue with the Rambam, <laughs> but uh, that's a strong, a strong thought that he presents. There are other Mav Shabbos on that. But that's the one. Yeah, there. I heard it interesting. Life is like a grinding stone. Depending on how you approach it, you can sharpen yourself or dull you down. And that's quite a part of it. had the wrong approach, so it's hard to hard. Okay. I'm going to move on, okay? So I'm going to cover some guys. Yeah. So Paro being Malava then, it's telling us there's certain Kesher that was not completely undone. Even though we left Mitzrayim and were redeemed, we still had a certain connection to the Egyptians. That's why the parsha begins with the Lashon Vayihi. It's curious, because Vayihi is a Lashon of Tsar. It should be a Lashon of Simcha. You know, Vihaya is a Lashon of Simcha. And it was when Paro sent out the Jews, what, what greater Simcha? But it's Vayihi Hamora al which reflects pain. Kizos This was Tsaris for us. Shadayan Nislava Imam Paro. The Paro still was, to an extent, joined with us. We were not yet completely separated from the Egyptians. Therefore, the Pasuk says that Hashem didn't guide us by me by way of the land of the Pelishti. Because we still had a certain connection to the Egyptians, God didn't want to lead us by way of Plishtim land. Because the Tuma that the Plishtim had as people, that nation, it was similar to the Tuma of Mitzrayim. Their corruption was similar to the corruption of the Egyptians. The Shemishmuel says from the Avne Nezer that the word Plishtim comes from the word Mefulash, which means wide open. A Mavli Mefulash is an open alleyway. That the police team were like the intermediate, you know, passageway between the Egyptians and the Canaanites. Because they came, as far as their nationality, back from Egypt. As it says in Beratius, he says that they originated in Egypt, the Pelishtim. But their land was in Canaan. So they have a little bit of both. The Pelishtim have some of the qualities, not the good qualities, of the Egyptian and some of the bad qualities of the Canaanite too. 
Not it's not the same people. They want to say there are, but they, they ain't the same people. The Yeshua and the Shaykhus, I mean, they're bad enough, but they're not the, they're, they're, they're not these The Vyeshla hemshaifus leilu beis haklipo sheltubim. The polishtim have a shaifus to both um, powers of Ra. Vlachain kaben shahoyu libinei yisro adayim kesher la mitzri. Since the Jewish people had still a connection to the Egyptians, vadayim lo yatsu mehem misham legamre, and we didn't leave them fully. God didn't take us to the land of Pelishtim because it was too similar to Mitzrayim. We just got out of that stuff and that culture and all of its evil. And the Pelishtim's culture was very similar. Hashem didn't want to put us right back into this corrupt place that was so similar to Mitzrayim. So Kikorovu, although in the Pshad, it means it's physically, geographically close. He's saying Kikarov is that they're very similar in terms of their degradation. Hashem didn't want us to go there. Shetumas Polishtim Karov Latumas Mitzrayim. V'lochein einze haderach l'nateik hakesher mehamitzrim. So if we want to completely separate from the Mitzrayim, don't take us to the land of the Polishtim. That's just going to cement the bonds a little stronger. It would be dangerous to go there. That we could get attached to the police team when we pass through their land. Hashem said, I can't take you back there. It's like when a person leaves a place that they've had trouble with to an extent, you know, you have to be careful, at least initially, to avoid that place and avoid those influences. If you get back into it, it's quite possible that the slide occurs quickly back into what we're trying to get away from. Whereas if there's a separation, Hashem takes them to a different place, and now they become the Jewish people, which occurred at Kriyas Yamsuf. That was the final separation between us and Paro and his people. And now there was no more Nagia, no more contact. Then later on, in this case 40 years later, now we can go and go ahead with our, our own identity form. Well, you were going to say something more? I, I, I think there's room to say based upon what you're saying that, that the Tikkun, that uh, the tradition of the, of the Jewish people going down to, to the shrine was uh, maybe not completed. You mean as far as taking out all the new right. from there? Yeah, yeah. Well, it has and to that, be. And that, that was the, uh, okay. the, the whatever that right. the Right. Right. That's the flip side of that. That there's okay. still a little bit of the tikkun that needs to be done. Because ultimately, you know, we're not fully separated until the tikkun is complete. So maybe that's room to say why Paro did not. I think it's talked in that last well, then, part. Well, an example that, that there's still a that hasn't been... It needs to be
general word, but specifically if you describe what was improper sexuality. Yeah, the tribe is considered Erebat Canaan also was considered to be very, very bad in the realm of sexuality. But they also had, I mean, the truth is that both Arias and also Abodazura was a big problem, both in the shrine and in Canaan. And I guess it was more what was, you know, the most dominant of the two. So in this context, it's used to refer to that cultural corruption that identifies that nation. It could, it could be either one. The tribe was certainly Makam Abodazorit, not Rashi says, with Mole But the way they're identified as their dominant negative trait is their, is their um, complete degradation in the realm of sexuality. Right. They were the ones who clogged up the wells. Right. And they have both. And they both. All these nations are both heavy in, into Tumas Arayas and heavy into Tumas Arayas. They got a little speak of dumb in there. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? Yes, Amiga? Yeah, we talked about that in the certain time. I don't remember the whole stage of it. I can't uh, retrieve it. Well, let's see. Bullock was was Bullock close to our entrance into Israel later on after so I'd say about thirty eight years, thirty nine years approximately. I don't know exactly when toward the end Parsha's Bullock occurred. But I think it was toward the end of our of our forty year sojourn. Besides the other hand of the book. Just wondering if the year The other thing is, is that even after Kriya Siamsev, you know, we see that it does happen to us in the midpoint of when we're in the, you know, a, a bad way. That one of the complaints against Moshe Rabbeinu was take us back to the time. Even after it's complete, there's still some kind of a attachment. Right. And that really, it's a little similar to the question that Eric raised last week about putting on the filament in the Shtar Shukhru, that none of these things occur in a complete, capital C, complete way until the final Gerula comes. There's always something that's going to be lacking from anything until ultimately the Shlemus is reached. Okay. Let's take a look a little bit on the uh, Parsha Shabbat. You have to turn back <coughs> in the uh, Orgadal Yahu.
take a look at Mimer Bays, and it's on page 5. The left column where it says, Halashon Le'ita. Okay, the Sefi Yitzira writes from Avram Avinu, Himlech Os Tzadik Le'ita, that Hashem made the letter Tzadik, the Melech, the king of Le'ita, and Le'ita means eating. And he connected it to the month of Shvat. Pardon me? Yeah, eating. E-A-T-I-N-G, eating, right. <laughs> oh, is it really like chewing? Uh, no, he's actually going to touch it. Oh, yes. what, what's the difference between Le'ita and Achila? He's going to say. So Shvat is connected to the letter Tzadik, <coughs> to the function of Le'ita, which is eating, and also to Deli. A Deli means a bucket. That's what's the, in the world, is Olam Shana Nefesh, so the Olam of the month of Shvat is the Duluth. Is that, is that, the, that uh, the mazel of the month? Yeah, the mazel of the month, right. Halashan le'ita matzinu harasha. We find this word le'ita by Esau. Shomar le'yakov avinu, he said to Yaakov when he wanted his, uh, his stew or his soup, whatever it was, Give me from this red cooked food. And he uses the word halitani. That's la'ita, a lesson of consuming food. It says in Babakana, feed such and such food to a Russia and he will die. The word la'ita does mean achila. It means eating. The distinction between these two words has to do with what a person has in mind when they're eating. It's totally on For what purpose is he eating? And how does their eating appear? God arranged the world that a person has to eat in order to live. And without food, we can't survive. But there's another component to food. It's not just that we eat it, but also that it tastes good. God didn't have to make it that way. It could have had a little, you know, nutrition pill swallow it daily, and that, that's, that's your, your food for the day. There's a kavanah. The world is created with intent. Hashem had a certain reason why he created flavor, taste, appetite. The good taste that food has is also for the purpose of creation. Because without a good taste for food, people wouldn't want to eat. So Hashem connected taste to food to make it easier for people to perpetuate their existence. Can you imagine we had to eat like tree bark? I, don't know, I know there are people who do, but I mean like, you know, people, uh, I'm talking about regular folks, you know. You know, to, drink, to eat that? Yes. I just saw a chapter on illness by talking about 
that you know when you're when you're you're six, we think takes off the right. Right. Sort of a, an right. Right. And one of the things, you know, when people cause the are sick and, and lose their appetite, I mean, the fact that they don't eat really puts them into a state of decline in their health. They have no time, no vishmak whatsoever in the food. <laughs> Sometimes you have to add a little pepper, a little spices, a little salt. <laughs> Arabos here, how is that different from ta'am? Well, arabos means sweet. Right. But ta'am means taste. Huh? It doesn't have to mean a good taste. It could be a, ta- a shvach ta'am, it could be, it could be a, a good ta'am. It could be a weak flavor, bad flavor. Right. This or, is sweet. So yeah. what's the shorish? Ayin reish base. So it's related to Arab? Arab. How does it relate to Arab? I'm not sure. There's a lot of words that are connected right. to that, to guarantee, right. nighttime, mixed up, confusion. A lot of words. But that kids go to sleep. Kids go to sleep. Make the Torah pleasing to us. Sweet for us. Okay. Now I'm going to just uh, go to the next um, page for a minute because he gets off onto something else. And the three lines down on page 40. Toward the end of the line. Beholden yane olam hazeh shehem sorche haguf nikroin b'shem now, in the broad sense, everything that the human being needs physically to survive and exist is called achila, eating. Eating is the paradigm for our involvement with the physical world. God made all of these things somehow attractive to the human being. So that we would perpetuate the existence of the world. The same thing also with sex, that that was made specifically to be pleasurable because in that way people would continue to procreate. Without food, a person wouldn't die, wouldn't eat, and they would end up dying in a hunger. Now, skip down a little further. Um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 lines up. Ah! The avoda that a person has is Even though we have to eat in order to exist and to sustain ourselves That a person eats primarily in order to serve God and secondarily for the taste of the food. Doesn't mean that we don't eat for the taste of the food, but our primary intention is to keep ourselves healthy and alive, and our secondary intention is the way it tastes. Lecho machmas, pardon me, not for all people. Yes, yes, it's a goal. Lecho machmas koach hamisavishayeshba, kemoshukasu sadik ochel lesova nasho, that Sadik eats to sustain his soul. Doesn't say the Sova Gufa. He's eating for spiritual purposes. He has something else in mind. He's eating to keep himself alive to serve God. Some 
But those who eat strictly for the sake of desire, appetite, taste, that's called le'ita. Is that flesh of the word le'ita, eating only for taste and for enjoyment, where achila <coughs> is a higher level. Achila is earning, eating for purpose. You can enjoy, you can you know, enjoy the sweetness of the food, but it has a higher purpose to it, and that's achila. Now just jump over to the next column for a minute. Himlach os tzadik bilaita. So Hashem made the letter tzadik, the melech over leita, over eating. Pirush, kevan sheyesh inyans kazeh shall leita ba'olam b'lechol dover yesh taiva. Being that all physical things that we need in the world have some kind of attraction to them. Im ken harevi yacholet sa'adam litan es shayich lo lehiskaber al taiva zuk. A person could say, what do you want from me, Hashem? How can I overcome my desire? This is how you created the world, right? What, what do you want from me? God created the world with this desire and with eating in this way. How can you associate yourself with that which is the primary kavanah, meaning serving God, and reduce, minimize the secondary kavod. So he says the way to do that, I'll just have to say this out loud, is um, is the osa tzaddik, which means a tzaddik, and it's a per- it really comes down to a, per- a person's hard work. Like a tzaddik means to overcome certain adversity or a certain desire, Yosef tzaddik. It's the hard work that a person does to climb from the level of satisfying physical need for one purpose, pleasing, to another purpose. And that's called tzadim. Climbing from that level to that level. It doesn't give any magic formulas here. All he says is it's a an upward, gradual transition and a mentality to transform one's desires from self-gratification into one of service Hashem. Now, one beautiful connection that he makes also, the word delete, which means the bucket, it also means to be uplifted. Recognized from Tehillim, Aramimcha Hashem Ki Dilisani. Dal also means a lowly. But one of the meanings of Dal is uplifted. Aramimcha Hashem Ki Dilisani, that I have, I have exalted you, Hashem, because you lifted me up, Dilisani. What does a bucket do? You, you put it down into the well and you draw the water up. That's a delete. But that's why the month of Shvat has the koach in its nature that we're able to lift up, like a bucket draws water, to lift up in this month our physical lifestyle and needs to the higher intention of serving our Kaddish Baruch through our needs. That's one of the reasons why we eat fruit on Tu Bishvat is because it's a tikkun for the chayt of Adam and Chava who ate fruit from the Eitz Hadas and they used Achila to take them away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu on whatever level well, they, they uh, experienced that. We're trying to therefore attach our Achila to service the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and make a bracha on Peron as a tikkun for that. The whole month of Shvat is about this theme of tzaddik and taking our physical involvement with the world up a level and focus 
I'm serving a Kaddish for That's the theme of the Mount Shabbat. But also, it's Shabbat calls out the Shabbat. Yeah. Yeah, Shabbat.